Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. That's right, everybody. We are back with a brand new episode of Peddling Fiction. How's everybody doing today? Thank you so very much for listening. I am your host, the purveyor of so-called fiction, Johnny the Gentile Profita. And I am flying solo today. Johnny the Jew had to travel for work. So he's once again left me all by myself to cover the biggest news of of the last week or so he he has a he has an unbelievable ability to not be present the day after or you know within a couple days of major news stories breaking you know he's never there for um he wasn't there when the when the first Epstein story broke i did i did my own episode on that it's called fiddling bits <laughs> I recommend everybody go back and listen to that. But yeah, I, every time something broke, it seemed like with the whole Russiagate thing, he was never around. So I don't know. Maybe he's involved in these conspiracy theories somehow. He's always conspicuously missing whenever the story breaks and it's time to cover it. But that's okay. I, I could carry the team. Well, let me let me take a step back and welcome all of our new listeners. We had a very nice bump in our numbers over the last week or so thanks in major part to the great tom woods giving us a plug on his show so we have i'd like to welcome all of our new tom woods fans to the show thank you very much for listening and hopefully i can keep you guys on board i am a big fan of tom woods myself i listen to all of his podcasts i read his books And, you know, he's one of my favorite historians. And so it is an honor to share a listener base with the the likes of his fans. So I guess with that in mind, I will jump into the news of the week, the story that everybody's talking about in one way or another. And that is the most expected suicide of all time took place over the weekend Jeffrey Epstein found dead in his cell around 6.30 a.m. on Saturday, I believe. And it it really is unbelievable how literally everybody called this one. I, I don't think there was one person who believed that Jeffrey Epstein would make it to see a trial. Everybody was joking about him getting off in his cell or he will commit suicide, maybe two shots to the back of the head. And of course he had the he had the failed suicide attempt a couple weeks ago. So yeah, sometime in late July, 
he he was found with ligature marks around his neck and and what appeared to be a failed suicide attempt. So they put him on suicide watch, and then for some inexplicable reason, he's taken off a suicide watch, and then his his cellmate is transferred out in the middle of the night, and then the cameras fail and. The guards don't check in on him, and he hangs himself. So, in a nutshell, that's basically what happened. I'm, I'm not going to go through the details you know, hour by hour with everything, because I'm sure everyone by now has read up on what happened. But I, I do, I do want to talk about this a little bit. I think, I think you have to uh, on days like today. As I said, there, there is a lot of fodder here for the conspiracy theorists among us to play with because there's a lot of convenient things that all seem to happen all lined up at once the stars aligned so that Jeffrey Epstein could hang himself and this global pedophile ring would die with him so once again the American people and I guess people around the world are left with no answers. They claim there'll be investigations. The FBI is going to investigate. The attorney general is going to investigate. You know, the, these investigations never turn up anything. It's always whatever the expected party line is. That's what the the report will turn up. So I wouldn't hold your breath if you're thinking that the FBI is going to uncover some massive conspiracy and expose it. I highly doubt that's going to happen. So there are several theories as to what happened. I guess in my mind, there's like three or four possible things that could have happened, right? He could have legitimately just killed himself on his own, in which case... There is a lot of negligence, I suppose, on the behalf of the government. Then, depending on which side of the aisle you're on, this was a, a conspiracy with Donald Trump and Attorney General Barr to silence Epstein before he could implicate Donald Trump in something. If you're on the right side of the aisle, obviously, you, you can chalk this up to, to the, the Clinton body count and, and the ongoing saga of suspicious deaths of people that um, ran in and around the Bill and Hillary Clinton circles. I don't know. I haven't completely made up my mind on this. There are some pretty big questions as to what the hell's happening here. I guess the the last possible outcome is that he he completely faked this suicide, and that was, a I don't know, some homeless guy or some cadaver that we were looking at. And they swapped out Jeffrey Epstein with with that homeless cadaver. And he's now back in Orgy Island having a good old time. (laughs) Uh, I'm sure Bill Clinton would be on the next flight out. But there's a couple things that that everyone's getting hung up on. I I don't necessarily think there's there's a whole lot there in terms of... You know, they, they like to line up like, oh, well, isn't it convenient that, that, that we just had this big document dump, the 2,000 pages of documents that were dumped on like Friday night or something like that, that implicates a bunch of uh, pretty prominent figureheads. And then, like I, like I mentioned at the top of the show, you have the 
you know, the cellmate getting transferred out. He's taken off of suicide watch. Guards weren't making their rounds. And then there seems to be some sort of camera malfunction. It really is like something out of a movie, which is why everybody is so captivated by this. I mean, yeah, I guess when you take the totality of it, that doesn't look very good. But individually, each one of those things, it's like, yeah, okay, but even if he was just going to kill himself, all of those things would have to align as well anyways. Like, yeah, as soon as the 2,000 pages come out and maybe the reality of your situation hits you, that would be a good time to kill yourself. Um, You would also wait for your uh, cell roommate, your cellmate to be transferred out. Obviously, you'd have to do that to kill yourself. And you would wait for to be taken off of suicide watch. Like, so yeah, those aren't great. <laughs> those, those definitely aren't great things to have if you're trying to disprove a conspiracy, but I don't necessarily consider them nails in the coffin either. The, the hardest thing for me to get past, I think in this whole thing is the, the pictures that I saw on the internet of what is supposed to be Jeffrey Epstein being wheeled into the hospital. Now, if that is really the picture of Jeffrey Epstein, I don't know how you verify that it is, but if that's who they're claiming is Jeffrey Epstein, that's not him. <laughs> okay, that is not him. You Just look at the ear. His ear is completely different. And ears are like fingerprints, and no two people have the same ears. And it, and it's like night and day, that guy, that whoever that was on the gurney versus Jeffrey Epstein, I, I don't know. So that, to me, that, that picture, and it wasn't just the ear. I mean, the nose looked different. The hair looked different. I suppose you could chalk those up to, like, maybe the photo or the angle or, yeah, you got, like, a haircut or something like that. But I don't understand, like that ear, it's just so obviously not his ear <laughs> that they, they, they better just say that that's not him. Like that, that, that somebody just made, made up that took this picture and they're claiming that that's Jeffrey Epstein. Cause I don't, I don't, that to me, that's the most damning piece of evidence in this whole conspiracy theory. Cause the rest of that stuff, it's like, yeah, whatever. But when the when the picture when you have a, a completely different ear and it's noticeably different unless that shit was photoshopped or it's just a, a random picture that somebody's claiming is Jeffrey Epstein which is entirely possible i wouldn't put it past any of these clinton cabal conspiracy theorists to photoshop that ear in i have no idea how to tell whether or not something's been photoshopped and, and claim that that's Jeffrey Epstein, and then let the let it, let the whole internet just explode. I don't know. Maybe he is back on Orgy Island. Now that would really be something, wouldn't it? <laughs> and then, I guess in my mind, the one thing that these anti-conspiracy theory people have going for them is that it is pretty far-fetched to think that. There was some massive conspiracy involving several people in order to fake this suicide or orchestrate the suicide, right? Because think of how many people they would have to get to. There, there's numerous guards they would have to get to. Um, 
the coroner would have to be involved somehow. They'd have to figure out a way to either compromise the video footage, or I guess that would just be... Because I know all these guards don't work in the same area, right? So it's like you got to get to the, the camera guards and then the ones that are supposed to be watching the cell. You'd have to probably forge the logs. My guess is they have logbooks and stuff of everybody coming in and out of the prison. So I don't know how you get somebody in there without there being some sort of record of it unless you pay off enough people to destroy that record. Or you pay somebody that's already there and you get the guards to do it. Uh, I don't know. I mean, when you think about it like that, it does seem very far-fetched. That being said, we are talking about the richest and most powerful, despicable people on the face of the earth who have a lot to lose here. I mean, they're staring down the barrel of a lifetime of not only prison, but prison as a, as a pedophile, as a sex trafficking pedophile. Oof. So I don't blame Epstein for wanting to kill himself. It just, it is awfully convenient. But I don't know. If, if somebody can prove to me that that, that picture that I saw is, is fake somehow, then I'll, I'll be sold that this was not a conspiracy at all. And on the flip side of that, if other people around, in and around this situation start dropping off suspiciously, like if a guard disappears or something like that or something happens to the coroner or somebody in the coroner's family like if other people that are connected to this situation start experiencing untimely deaths of some sort then I will be 100% convinced that the Clintons are behind this (laughs) 100% because that's how you really tie up loose ends Sure, you could pay off a guard here or there, but how do you know they're actually going to stay quiet? You know, you, you got to knock them off somehow. And I don't think these are the types of people that are going to take chances with that. But I got to say, to me, I think the most likely scenario is that this is a combination of government incompetence and maybe somebody, if anything, if there is a conspiracy, it's that somebody got to... Jeffrey Epstein, maybe through his lawyer, you know, through his lawyer, his lawyers are the ones that got him off of suicide watch. So maybe they, they got him off of suicide watch and they do one of those, you know, mafia things. Be like, Hey, you know, maybe you, uh, don't make it through the night. <laughs> come, <laughs> come August 10th. I, I, I don't know. Maybe they, they, they sort of just nudged him in the right direction to kill himself, explaining that it would be easier for him if he wasn't around and that they could, I don't know, make his life far more miserable if, if he decided to try to take this to trial, maybe something like that happened. I don't know that, that, that to me is far more palatable than, than a body double being switched out. And, and there's this grand conspiracy involving several people, because if I'm the Clintons or if I'm Donald Trump or whoever wants to shut this guy up, I just feel like it's far easier to get some inmate in there to shank him in the shower or something like that than it is to get in there and stage a suicide. It it just seems like that's the the most complicated route to go. And I don't know why they would do that if they could just, I don't know, get to an inmate, cut him a deal or pay him off or something like that, get him some better, some better arrangements and 
in prison or a better location, something like that, if they just shank the shit out of this guy. And also, let's just not underestimate just the sheer ineptitude and incompetence of government-run organizations. I mean, everybody finds it so hard to believe that these guards aren't making their rounds every 30 minutes. Why does that surprise you? <laughs> Anybody that's, that's, that's come into contact with a government worker, you're, you're surprised that these guys aren't making their rounds every 30 minutes during the graveyard shift, midnight to 8 a.m. or whatever it is? I mean, come on. And even if they were, you know, 30 minutes, that, that just means that they'd be coming through at regular intervals, and as soon as they put pass by, he would know that he'd have 30 minutes to kill himself, which is plenty of time. Plenty of time. Even if he was on 24-hour suicide watch, my understanding is that just means instead of coming around every 30 minutes, they come around every 15. I, I don't think there's a whole lot of difference in the cell that he was in or the, the clothing or materials that they gave him because... It sounded like everything that he had was designed to make it very difficult to hang yourself. So I'm still confused as to how he actually did it. But even if he only had 15 minutes, I think you could strangle yourself in like under 10 minutes. So I think after nine minutes, you go brain dead, something like that. So there's that. And then there's a, a multitude of coincidences that took place to give everybody fuel to keep these theories going and God damn, it is fun. It is fun to get on the interwebs and just drop memes and and swap theories with people. There's a lot there. And I do, I love, I just love the fact that it seems like the world is is finally waking up to how how corrupt and inept the government is. The fact that the number, like the top five things trending on Twitter after this was like Trump body count, Clinton body count, Epstein, like murder, everybody, left, right, center, everybody seems to be of, of the mind that this was no accident. And that does warm the cockles of my heart a little bit. Like I've said many times before, anytime the government just sort of gets taken down a peg or two and the, the man behind the curtain is revealed... It makes me happy. It gives me hope for the future. And not surprisingly, even Donald Trump got in on the conspiracy theories with the retweet. An infamous retweet that, according to CNN, is what the real story is here. Obviously. Obviously, what we care about is that Trump retweeted some comedian's tweet about, about how he's convinced that the, the, the Clintons are, are behind this. I've, I've got some sound from it, so let, let's just play. This is CNN's main takeaway of the whole Jeffrey Epstein thing. President Trump has reacted to Epstein's death in what is sadly a very unsurprising way. He is spreading a conspiracy theory that the Clintons had Epstein killed. Let that sink in. This would be like Gerald Ford or Jimmy Carter or Ronald Reagan claiming that LBJ had Kennedy killed. Nonetheless, because this is Donald Trump, this is what we've come to expect. Because this isn't the first, no, it's not the second or even the third time the president has made baseless claims without regard for the consequences of his rhetoric. Okay, let's pause it right there for a second because, <laughs> yes, I, I suppose it's unsurprising that Donald Trump retweeted a conspiracy theory. You know what else is unsurprising? Your coverage of the story, looping it all the way back to Donald Trump. 
and his tweets. Of course, of course you have to make it all about Trump and the orange man bad. And if you Google this story, the top like 10 stories on Google right now, they're all about Trump's tweets and how Trump's spreading this conspiracy theory. Look, let's get one thing straight. Donald Trump is not spreading this conspiracy theory. Believe me, this conspiracy theory would be spreading with or without Donald Trump retweeting some comedian's tweet. I mean, I followed Donald Trump on Twitter. I didn't even see his retweet of this. You know what I did see? Like 50,000 other tweets about the Clinton's connection to Epstein. Memes galore. The Clinton body count trending on Twitter. I, I can't count the number of me. I, I mean, I spread a bunch of them myself because it's hilarious. It's hilarious. There are entire websites that track the suspicious deaths of people close to the Clintons. This is not a baseless accusation, okay? I mean... Sure, there's all this circumstantial evidence, and maybe you believe in the thousands of coincidences that you would have that would have to take place in order for all of the Clinton suicide theories to fall apart. But to act like Donald Trump is the one promulgating this, that's really rich. That's really rich, especially coming from the network that just spent the last two and a half years perpetuating a truly 100% baseless Russiagate conspiracy theory, only to have it blow up in their face multiple times. I mean, time and time again. There is far more damning evidence regarding all of these suspicious deaths around the Clintons. I think it's up to like 46 or 50 people now that that knew the Clintons have died in suspicious ways. Okay, There's far more there. There's a, a much sturdier leg to stand on than there was for any of the Russiagate story. Any of it. And yet they talked about that for two years and reported it as if it was fact. I mean, my God. Talk about people who who live in glass houses throwing stones. It really is unbelievable. The, just the the gall. The, the shameless gall that they have. I mean, yes, Donald Trump certainly loves to keep conspiracy theories alive. They always talk about how he's dog-whistling racist. Really, I think, if, if anything, all he's doing is dog-whistling conspiracy theorists. He always loves to float out the possibility of, of a conspiracy. I mean, that's, that's what he does. But I guess I'm getting a little ahead of myself because she's going to tell you, she's going to list all the conspiracy theories that Donald Trump has engaged in. So let's, let's get back to it. He's also suggested Senator Ted Cruz's dad was involved in JFK's assassination, that Justice Antonin Scalia was murdered because a pillow was found over his face, that Joe Scarborough may have been involved in his intern's death, that there was something fishy about the suicide of Vince Foster, a former Clinton aide. Don't forget, he started the birther movement. He went so far as to offer President Obama $5 million for his college records and passport. Trump raised questions about Senator Marco Rubio's eligibility to be president because his parents were not born in the U.S. Trump conveniently ignored the fact that his own mother wasn't born in the U.S. Trump also raised similar eligibility questions about Senator Ted Cruz because he was born in Canada. President Trump went on to claim that President Obama wiretapped Trump Tower. His own Justice Department publicly said this did not happen. Trump claimed he saw and read about Muslim Americans celebrating on 9-11.
absolutely no footage or news articles have ever been found to support this. He said he lost the popular vote because millions of people voted illegally. A commission he put together to find this widespread fraud never found any. He's argued that global warming is a hoax created by the Chinese. The president leaves out that he sought to build a seawall at his Scottish golf course to, quote, protect from global warming and its effects. He claims vaccines cause autism and that noise from windmills can cause cancer. He's denied that 3,000 people died in Puerto Rico due to Hurricane Maria. And the president has adamantly denied that Russia interfered in the 2016 election. Who can forget this? Okay. So, uh, I mean, apparently by her own admission, this isn't a story. This isn't news if Donald Trump is perpetuating a conspiracy theory because he does it all the time. I mean, look at all these crazy theories he's put out there. So why are we even talking about this? Why are we even talking about this as if it's newsworthy? <laughs> but then the other thing is some of those are legitimate, legitimate conspiracy theories. Like Vince Foster, okay, she's like, oh, he's just, he implied there was something fishy in the suicide of Vince Foster. Well, he's not the only one that's implying that, okay? There's been entire books written on this. And if I remember correctly, the suicide note was determined to be forged, by several hand um, handwriting experts. Could be wrong about that. I also think they made a an episode of Unsolved Mysteries about it. So, I mean, there's a lot more people than, than just Trump believe in that one. And then the thing about him being wiretapped, they got busted wiretapping Paul Manafort, the, the head of his campaign. So, I mean, he was somewhat vindicated on that one. And just because, oh, the intelligence agencies said it wasn't true. Okay, yeah, they've never lied to us before, right? Everything they say is 100% truthful. But I mean, the rest of those, they're so hilariously petty that, that to bring them up and just have, I, I don't know, that that's where your mind goes when there's an Epstein, when, when this story breaks and Epstein commits suicide in his cell. Your mind immediately goes to, well, Donald Trump said that, uh, you know, maybe Marco Rubio wasn't born in the country. <laughs> Just like, okay, yeah, you got him. Uh, Orange man, bad. Congratulations. Thank you very much for your in-depth reporting on this topic. Covering the, the hard angles, CNN. And just to be, just to be like so critical of Donald Trump for perpetuating ridiculous conspiracy theories when you were literally like the lead organization on all the Russiagate stuff. Do you guys, I don't know, maybe you guys have all forgotten what it was like to listen to the reporting on a, on a completely baseless conspiracy theory that was founded on a fake dossier. Do you guys remember? Let's here, I'll, I'll pull up the, that compilation of the, the walls are closing in on Trump. This is what it was like for over two years. Donald Trump's done. He's done. There's no question about that. 
He's done. Breaking news. A bombshell. Today is a turning point. Today was historically bad for President Trump. Today was a turning point. A turning point. We're at a turning point here. The beginning of the end for the Trump presidency. The beginning of the end. And breaking news. We have another bombshell. Mike Pence might have to assume the office of the presidency. The call for impeachment. Rumblings of the word impeachment. Breaking news. Another bombshell out of the White House. I believe this is the beginning of the end. I do too. It's really the beginning of the end. The beginning of the end. He may be feeling the walls closing in on him. All the walls closing in on him. The walls closing in on him. Breaking news, a new bombshell. One astrologer says this means the beginning of the end for President Donald Trump. The beginning of the end of the Trump presidency. Trump will resign. Trump is going to resign. Is this the tipping point? I know we've said it over and over. You think this is a tipping point? And over and over. This is a tipping point. And over and over. Breaking news, President Trump off the rails. It was the beginning of the end today. It's the beginning of the end. It reminds me a lot of the last days of Nixon. Breaking news tonight, new bombshell. This is the beginning of the end. The beginning of the end. The walls are closing in. The walls closing in. The walls closing in. Breaking overnight bombshell. This is a very dramatic day and I think it might be near a tipping point. Do you think this is a tipping point? This is unbelievable. This is remarkable. Have you ever seen seen anything like this. His presidency is crippled. December 1st, 2017, you can mark it down. This is the day that everything changed. We begin with... <laughs> That's right. Mark it down. December 2017. We're not even into 2018 yet on this clip. We're still in 2017. These, these are the same news agencies that are lecturing Donald Trump right now for being irresponsible with conspiracy theories. This is a conspiracy theory. This whole thing was a conspiracy theory. And they had entire shows. I know Rachel Maddow had like an entire show. That's all she talked about for two years was Russiagate. And it was all nonsense. All of it. And they would call you a conspiracy theorist for not believing in this story. Of course, you know, when they do it, it's not a conspiracy theory. It's mainstream news, right? Even though there is, there is no foundation for any of it. And none of these people are ridiculed. None of them are called conspiracy theorists. None of them are even embarrassed. I, I don't understand how you, how you can look yourself in the mirror after all that. But there's more. They keep going. You guys want some more? Let's, let's get into 2018, shall we? I'm sure by then they would have corrected the record, right? Got the story straight. Cleared all this Russiagate stuff up, yeah? Being the responsible, unbiased journalists that they are. Let's have a look-see. The bombshell. The beginning of the end. 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 In fact, if this were a football game, we're in the third quarter. May even be the beginning of the end. We begin tonight with the bombshell. Donald Trump is in a lot of trouble. Trump is in trouble. The president will resign. Another hour, another bombshell. This is a tipping point. Trump's going down. This president could be impeached. I do not think the president will serve out his term. Resignation. Resignation. I don't think this president is going to serve out his term. Mr. Trump will not serve out his term. He will not serve out his term. No way, no how. Breaking news. Absolute bombshell. I think Donald Trump is in trouble. Donald Trump is not. He's done. And it's over. It's over. The wall's closing in. The wall's closing in. This is going to be the Achilles Hill. Breaking news tonight. I expect Trump to depart. This week will be the watershed week. Trump is in big trouble. Trump's in a lot of trouble. It's a sign of a terrified old man who feels the walls closing in. The walls are increasingly closing in on him. Tonight, the walls are closing in. Today changed everything. This is the beginning of the end. Today, the biggest 
tipping point for the Trump administration. What a historic day. The bombshells, uh, they fell. It's entropy and it's crumbling internally. He's underwater. He feels the walls closing in. Could his testimony be a turning point? We may be at a tipping point. It's the beginning of the end. The beginning of the end. Another bombshell. 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 This is a bombshell. It is a bombshell. I am beginning to resent the word bombshell. <laughs> yeah. You think? You think maybe you overplayed the term bombshell? Oh, God. So that is the um, the responsible journalists among us, you know, the ones that are far and above the level that Donald Trump is at. You know, he's this irresponsible buffoon that, that tweets these crazy conspiracy theories. And all they do is just report dispassionately on, on the news of the day with with no editorializing whatsoever, no media bias, no irresponsible hyperbole, and no conspiracy theories whatsoever. So, anyway, I don't know why I was reminded of that when I saw all all these um, outlets going after Trump for retweeting something. These certainly are interesting times, and hopefully that gives you a little perspective not that I don't think it's irresponsible for the president to be retweeting conspiracy theories or anything like that. Funny? Yes, I think it's funny. And is it beneath the office of the presidency? Probably. But that's why it's so funny. That's what's so great about it. The one thing Donald Trump does that I like is that he rips away this facade that the the president is this regal figure who walks on water, who's, you know what, doesn't smell. All of that just washed away with Donald Trump. And it's great. And people are starting to see this organization for what it really is. I think the number of people not buying into the media narrative on this one is indicative of that. And I guess my big takeaway of all this because, yeah, it's fun to engage in conspiracy theory, and we can all imagine any number of scenarios in which this would have went down, and it is, it is tantalizing. It is like something out of a movie, and our imaginations run wild, and we can have fun with that. But in all seriousness, the big takeaway for me is that the silver lining here is that loss of faith in our government institutions— and it's becoming more mainstream. The downside, of course, is that we have no idea the depth and breadth of this pedophile ring. There are a bunch of other scumbags out there who will most likely get off scot-free. And that, that is the real tragedy behind this. Nobody's going to be brought to justice. But if I can just bring it back real quick. When you get right down to it, whether you think this is just another run-of-the-mill suicide a de- yeah, of a depressed guy who didn't want to face the music, who just offed himself when he get when he had the opportunity. In which case, that illustrates just how inept and incompetent these institutions are, where they basically have two jobs: right, keep you alive and keep you imprisoned. And in the most high-profile example in recent decades, a case where just about everybody on the planet was predicting that he would be killed in his cell before facing trial, either by suicide or some other means. They dropped the ball. They dropped the ball on the most important case that we've ever seen. So they're either that incompetent 
where they can't just keep somebody from killing themselves or from being killed when they're in their custody, or they care so little about bringing down this pedophile ring, about bringing as many people to justice as possible, that they'll haphazardly jail him. Like they can't be bothered to take any extra precautions. Maybe put a camera in the cell. I, I mean, if it were me and I had and I was running a prison and I had everybody in the world making jokes, memeing left and right, as soon as this story broke that the Clintons were gonna off him or that Trump was gonna off him or that he was gonna off himself. I, I would put up a camera in the cell so that I have him under surveillance 24 hours a day, seven days a week. There's always an eye on him. I mean, how hard is that to do this day and age? They, they can't even get that right. So I, I suppose that's one option. I suppose that's one angle you could take on this. Or if you think it was some, some conspiracy of these elite Bilderberg-type billionaires who managed to get to him, or if you're on the left and you think it was Donald Trump who managed to get a potentially damning opponent silenced, or if you want to chalk it up to another death on the Clinton body count list, or who knows, maybe this is one of those bipartisan solutions I'm always hearing about from our political leaders. <laughs> and, the, and Trump's and the Clintons reunited for old time's sake to defeat a common enemy and live to fight another day. You know, that whole, the enemy of my enemy is my friend sort of thing. Either way, either way, all of these, all of these suspects have one thing in common, and that is that they're rich, they're powerful, and they're in and around government. As I said in my podcast, when the Epstein story originally broke, that episode is called Fiddlin' Bits. <laughs> Um, I, I highly recommend going back and listening to that for some context. I try not to do news and stories in a vacuum, so I will draw on previous episodes. So you should go back and listen to as many episodes as you can. But as I said in that, when that original story broke, there is something about government, the power, the narcissism, the prospect of asserting your authority over the lives of others that attracts these types of people to the organization. And not just that. Not only are they attracted to government, they thrive within government. They reach the upper echelons of this criminal organization. It's like they were born to do this. Think about what that says about the anatomy of government. The current president, a former president, a former first lady, secretary of state, potential presidential candidate who was maybe a few thousand votes away from being the third president that can be tied to a global pedophile ring, not to mention the other high-profile people mentioned in that document dump that came across this past weekend. There's Prince Andrew. There was a governor in there. I, I forget all the names. doesn't really matter. The point is that that's the breed of person that these types of organizations attract. That's what you're choosing between at the ballot box come November. Because with the way our two-party system works, they do a great job of weeding out all of the normal, well-intentioned people by that point. Far before that point. I mean, most decent human beings take one look at the disgusting nature of government and says, no thank you. 
that's not for me. And then you're forced to choose between, you know, sexual predators, pedophiles, and murderers. That's a great system, don't you think? And yet another reason why if you don't want to eliminate government altogether, you should at the very least, at the very least, be on board with severely limiting the size and scope of it. The less power they have, the less money they control, the less money they make, the less people involved in this whole thing, the less narcissistic pedophiles there will be in decision-making positions. And that, in and of itself, is a reason to do away with this whole thing. All right, I I think I'm going to leave it there. Thanks for listening, everybody. For the record, I have no information that can lead to the arrest and conviction of any of the Clintons. I am not suicidal in the least. And if anything should happen to me, God forbid, it was 100% a government-orchestrated conspiracy. So do me a favor, while I'm still alive, share the show with at least a couple people. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, at Pedal Fiction. I'm also on Instagram, even though I don't really know what the hell I'm doing on there. And if you want to become a supporting listener of the show, don't forget to go to our website, peddlingfictionpodcast.com. Until next time, please remember to keep on peddling that so-called fiction. Fiction.